0: Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Larito, and today we have a special episode about Christian education.
1: Yeah, in a day where educational systems seem to play such an important role in our society, it's really vital that every Christian think about the role of Christian education and what what it should have in their lives as far as how they should uh, view it and what part they should have in it. In this episode, we will be talking with Reverend Jared Davis. Pastor Jared is a senior pastor of Lighthouse Ministry and oversees uh, Lighthouse Christian School. Pastor Jared has been involved in Christian education for almost 20 years and has uh, a thriving church and school and we're excited to have him on part of the podcast today welcome to the questions of faith podcast pastor jared hey thanks guys i sure appreciate it. it's an honor to be on here so uh, just thank you for involving me yeah uh, before we dive into this episode uh maybe introduce yourself to our audience for just a second tell tell our audience about you uh your family your ministry uh, a little background
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, Pastor Jared Davis, Lighthouse Ministries in Seneca, Missouri, right by Joplin, Missouri. Uh, wife, Mandy Davis. Uh, I've got a daughter, Kelsey. She's uh, just married. Jaron Webb uh, lives in Kentucky, Hodgenville, Kentucky, goes to Brother David Webb's church there and, and uh, doing great. I got three boys, Jared, Tucker, and Hunter, and uh, they are uh, 15, 11 and six. And uh, so, man, we're just uh, one big. Oh, <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we as far as ministry goes, uh, I got out of high school and uh, kind of took a, a year to work. And and uh, then the Lord just really called me to uh, to to ministry. And uh, I started preaching whenever I was about 16 years old and I uh, had preached out a little bit and done ministry and of course was involved in our home church here and uh, my dad started the church here back in 1996 and we actually he had a vision for a school and a church and so we started the church or I'm sorry we started the school actually before we started the church so we started the school wow. on Monday and had church on that Sunday so so wow. we've uh, always had a vision for Christian education, you know, at our at our church and so uh started in 1996, I graduated at our school Lighthouse Christian Academy and uh and then I took a year off, worked and then came back into the school and my dad made me principal of our Christian school at 19 years old in the oh, year wow. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back, I thought, man, I, I'd never send my kid to you know where uh, Over a 19 year old was the principal, but but anyway, so I mean, of course, you know, there's a lot of lot of uh, learning curves, a lot of things that we, you know, had to had to just kind of learn on the go, and of course, my dad was very supportive and everything. Uh, but uh, just started being principal, took two years off, and built a house for me and my family. And, uh, but other than that, I've been in Christian education since I was 19 years old. And, uh, so, uh, 41 now, the last two years, uh, we have, we have turned the principal position over to Nathan Taylor and he's doing a wonderful job. And, and we have, uh, basically become the administrator. And, uh, so, but the Lord's really helped us and have graduated a lot of people. And uh, a lot of people doing well. And so we're very, we're very proud of our school. And, um, you know, here, here a while back, we took a, we took a, um, a survey on how many of our students were saved that graduated from our school and how many students were in the ministry. And if I'm not mistaken, we were between uh, 80 and 90% of kids that came to our school that were saved and nearly 50% that were in ministry and so that that's it's it's a it's a telling number and
1: yeah
2: we're that's we're incredible. definitely big advocates and uh, uh, you know it's it's been our life and it's yeah. it's been a great, been a great life
1: yeah that's so awesome i think that's such a cool story how that the uh, the school kind of started before the church that's not normal uh right. but that vision being part of from the very beginning and, um, yeah, obviously the success that's come through, um, you know, students who come out the other side still saved, still serving the Lord, uh, working in the ministry, that's just phenomenal. So, um, as a starting point, um, give give our listeners uh, some things that you would say are biblical support for why Christian education is so important. So, I mean...
2: When we look through, really, the Bible in general, but a lot into Proverbs, you'll see education, um, you know, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Uh, it's so much, you know, in the Word of God. And we could go verse by verse and, you know, talk about how important that it is. But realizing that, you know, that is it's not just a school that's supposed to do that. And we understand that. And we do, we have had, you know, people that have sent their kids to our school thinking that it was a fix-all and um, you know, it's not, the school is an extension uh, of the home and we're here right. to support the home. Um, we, we know that, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 22 six um, you know, that we're to train up our children the way they should go and when they're old, they won't depart from it. Um, sure. That is, that is a biblical principle for a, a parent. Um, but, it, you know, and I know both that it, we need support and we need help sure. for, for that. So uh, in the training and in gaining knowledge that we find throughout the Bible, uh, you know, it's important to have uh, a good foundation, a good place for them to a, a trusted place where they can, you know, get their needs met, you know, for, you know, for this educational process. And I've mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a document that a uh in one of the uh, it's, i believe it's alpha omega publications put it out that i came across a while back and kind of shared with a few other schools but it's it is uh why every child should have a christian education and uh it man it's just chock full of good stuff so i'll share a few things that it that it has sure. uh, along with some uh, scriptures to back up you know the things that they're saying it says yeah. that we are accountable to God for what the children are taught. Um, again, that pointing back to Proverbs 22, six, and even in Colossians, uh, you know, you find in Colossians where the Bible tells us in, uh, in two and verse eight, uh, the same principles uh, need to be, you know, followed there. We're accountable, you know, for that sure. as parents. And so trying to get them into a place where they can be taught you know the biblical principles that they need Uh, and and then secondly we should accept uh, only true education as a standard of excellence and I think that's a good point because you know whenever you take a look at what we are allowing you know our children to be taught a lot of times and really you know we would never accept that for ourselves. We would never come in to a point to where we say, OK, we're going to we're going to train you here today on this job uh, the wrong way to do something. Uh, or we're going to we're going to train, you know, it just wouldn't be acceptable. You want to you want them to have a foundation that that uh, comes from truth. Um, and then they go on to say we are admonished to think when uh, with our mind or I'm sorry, with the mind of Christ. Uh, children must be taught Christian thinking. And I think that that's vital. Uh, Proverbs 19, 27 says, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. And uh, so, I mean, so, so important that we have the right foundation uh, for uh, our lives. I mean, the Bible says, bring them up in the way they should go. Uh, so there is a way that we need to be learning to go. And, um, you know, it's important for us to to be at the right starting point, you know, from that. Uh, I, I'm reminded Theodore Roosevelt said to train a man in the mind and not in morals is to train a menace to society. And uh, when you think about that, when you take out the morals and when you take out the Christian values from education, then they're just gaining head knowledge they're not learning how to live sure. you know they may know how to make a living but they're not they're not learning how to live and uh, one man said that if you know how to live you'll know how to make a living you know mm-hmm. so um, jeremiah 10 2 is another biblical uh, you know scripture that back says learn not the way of the heathen and uh, so again um, i i like this three little points that's on this paper it says learn how to learn Learn what not to learn and learn with right perspective. And uh, so I think that's,
1: that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's so, such a a helpful framework to think about, you know, um, as Christians, uh, ones who are, uh, you know, if you have kids, uh, you know, you're educating them. Obviously, that's, there's a big part of that that's done in the home. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, to think about, you know, you know, some people say, well, you know, math isn't spiritual. English isn't spiritual. Um, you know, uh, for some people, they might lose their salvation over English or math, but, uh, <laughs> but right. this idea, uh, this idea, you know, well, what does it matter if, you know, the, but the big deal that we're, uh, I think that for Christians to help us to understand is the environment, um, that right. we are, uh, that we are growing in because, um, you You have know, to continually
0: fight to reprogram.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what, Everything that is alive is alive in environments, and what right. the environment is determines whether it's going to live or die. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, I think there's, uh, you know, you think about Jesus and his, uh, ministry, his care for children, uh, you know, picking them up on his knee, uh, instructing them, and just this idea of, you know, as people who are, Living in a world that is ungodly, we have to be intentional in order to uh, raise a generation of young people that will uh, not just know about the Word of God but yeah. know it for themselves and to have that go beyond as you mentioned beyond their head into their mm-hmm. heart um, right and to behavior so, so I'm
2: glad that you mentioned you know mathematics and things like that let's let's take a look first of all. The statement that you made, I, I think, kind of backs in Acts, uh, the book of Acts backs what you're saying. They were brought into, to their, to homes, into, um, you know, different places that they were taught, and then they were taken to the communities. Now, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, if we take people out, of, out of public schools, um, you know, then who's going to affect the public schools? You know, I, I understand that that mindset. And I'm not saying that everybody, you know, that Christian influence should be completely gone. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, But let's take a look at the two different worldviews of the two different institutions. Number one, you have a public school. And number two, you have Christian, the Christian school. So you have public and you have Christian. All right. So if we're sending our kids into public schools to learn, then they're learning that history is purposeless. That science mm-hmm. uh, is a nature at work, that mathematics is man's creation, uh, languages to promote to, uh, you know, promote man's accomplishments. You know, but sure. whenever they're, they're in a Christian school or are they, they're based off of that Christian worldview, then they find out that history does have meaning. They find, find out that science is an, a, an outworking of God's laws, uh, that mathematics uh, there's I mean take a look at it. it's the key to the universe aspects of God's creation and uh, and then language you know uh, means to communicate God's message you know and so so there again there's two different institutions that you're basing you know your foundations off of and uh, it, it, it it's it means a lot you know bringing them into the house bringing them teaching them and then sending them out uh, you know is it's it's important
1: absolutely.
0: Pastor Jared, I got a question for you. And as someone who's devoted much of your ministry um, uh, in Christian education, I mean, you started at 19, but you were in it before then. And so Mm -hmm. you've been around this for a while. What have you observed to be the major benefits of Christian education?
2: Uh, I would say um, there, I mean, there are a lot of different benefits that you could talk about, but Christian schools to me, uh, not only do they promote that, that Christian worldview, but they provide uh, a platform. Like if we're just looking in the ch- at the church in general, they provide a platform for your church members uh, to use their gifts. Uh, we've got a lot of people from our church that are teaching in our school. Uh, you know, a lot of people that have graduated from our school that have come back and volunteered. Um, so to me, it, it provides more places for you to, to disciple you know, uh, your kid, if we're talking about benefits of the body of Christ, um, a, a school can be a positive influence, uh, to the, uh, in the community. Uh, and again, so instead of looking at it, like, like, like I know our school, we like to do things, you know, in the community, we like to be seen by the community. Uh, and I do realize that not every school, you know, is, is, is like our school. We actually open up to the community. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a girl that, that came to our school. Um, I don't know, It was probably five, six years ago, uh, had lost her dad and, and, uh, you know, just had, had been a really rough, you know, situation. And, um, you know, I get a little excited at chapel service. All right. I'll just tell you that. So, I mean, I, I preach and, uh, she said she loved our school, but she, she didn't understand why, why I had to get red in the face. You know, whenever I was. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, you know, talking, uh, uh, you know, to her mom and her mom's telling me, you know, these things Well, we ended up she, you know, she really didn't have a relationship with the Lord and working with her for a couple of years. She ended up uh, really, you know, we we don't accept students that don't, you know, that don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as their personal savior, um, you know, but she she actually started coming to our church uh she started she started uh she got filled with the holy ghost uh you know she she started working in our school and really helped us in in our uh media uh in our church and uh really i mean just benefited the church a lot from that uh so there's there are ways that uh that you have positive influence you know with those that are coming in from the community And also going out into the community. I mean, we've had so many times when we went to a field trip or when we went and, and, you know, done service in the, in the community. I mean, think about that, like the school, the Christian school coming up and doing something in the community and what kind of a, of a testimony that is, you know, of the body of Christ. And uh, so it's, it's really gives kind of another, another outreach, you know, there. And, uh, and then, and then another thing too that I, I think that really helps. Uh, you know, as far as a benefit would be the um, the the positive role models uh, that these kids are seeing on a day to day basis that you don't get in a public school. Uh, you know, I mean, I went to public school for two years and I remember uh, one of my one of my uh, uh, teachers, uh, two of my teachers, uh, you know, were having an affair and everybody in the school knew about it. You know, and, and that was, you know, the role model, you know, uh, you know, another one, you know, definitely there was, there was some, uh, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, you, you understand what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, yeah. the, the Christian role models of, of our Christian schools, uh, it's such a positive influence, you know, in our lives. I had a lot of people that have come in here and, and taught and have made such a difference you know on these on these kids you
1: know
0: that to yeah. me that, that's yeah. a big and
1: you think it uh you know at that young age so impressionable and so uh you know they they're trying to figure out uh you know their place in life and you know who they're looking to as authority figures and people that ahead. they respect and look up to you know it's such a it's such a vital vital time in their life um and you know you know, you think about the, that age from, you know, what, five to 18 or whatever. I mean, that is such a critical age right. in which yeah. people are making so many big decisions about their life. And to do that in a context in which they have, uh, you know, wise Christian mentors that can uh, guide them and direct them, pray for them, encourage them, love them uh, is, I mean, really, it's invaluable. Right.
2: And selected selected educators, people that the church have said, okay, we okay, this person coming in, you don't get that in public schools, you know? Uh, right. I mean, we, we had a couple of people that were saved, you know, whenever I went to public school uh, for the two years that I, that I was in public school, but for, for, you know, the pastor and the board and everyone to have, you know, a a say in who is going to be that role model. I mean, think about, about, how, how influential that is uh, for, you know, for the the body of Christ to choose who's going to be the role models in their kids' lives. You know? And I mean, we've, we, we talk a lot about, well, you know, we don't want you to follow after, you know, the role models that are in sports and the role models that are in this and that, but man, they're seeing these teachers every single day and these teachers are, are giving them the information Uh, teaching them how to live. And uh, man, a great benefit of a Christian school is that you get to choose who's going to be that role model in your child's life.
1: Yeah, and I mean, also, I mean, we've kind of hinted at this, but coupled with that, you get to choose the curriculum by which they're learning. You know, so, I mean, you get the the double uh, blessing, the double benefit of not only choosing who's going to teach it, but you're going to get to choose uh, you know what they're teaching—that's um, right. going to be uh, have a foundation in the Word of God, opposed to uh, that which you know. I mean, frankly, uh, I'm sure uh, as as much as we would want to uh, people to know what they're being taught in the public school. I mean, it's it's I, I've done many different uh, for for several years. I did some substitute teaching in in public schools, and the the things that are being taught there are. It's, it's not just that it's, um, you know, not Christian, but it's anti-Christian, <laughs> right. you know, it's yeah. anti-God. Uh, and uh, yeah, so to have those, those double blessings of benefits is, is huge. Yeah. So, uh,
2: you know, along those lines, whenever you take a look at our curriculum, you're going to see that we have a subject that's set aside all the way through eighth grade. That's Bible. And so they they do a Bible. They, I mean, it's strictly they're learning the Word of God. So whenever they get to you know um, high school, then they're going to choose what what they're going to do. But they'll always have a Bible that they're doing, and then integrated in every, basically every every unit that that they're doing, whether whatever it may be, is is a biblical foundation and biblical principles that are in there. Uh, yeah. You know, whereas in when you go to, you know, secular teaching, I mean, I know whenever I went to college here at a local college, um, I mean, it was on the forum for everyone to see uh, typed in because the, the professor knew that I was a Christian and I was I was a, an assistant pastor at that time and said, you can believe in God if you want to. But evolution is a fact. You know these these are things that are being said to our children, and you was talking about you know the things that are being taught. Tim, think about this. I I have people that are coming into my office that are telling me, you know the uh, these stories that I mean these elementary kids that are being taught
1: sex sure. education, yeah, gender I mean, but, gender yeah. fluidity and all that. It shit. is.
2: There's yeah. that there, uh, somebody told me the other day. Three times before seventh grade that they're being taught this. And it is it is, you know, it it pictures and everything else that you could think of, you know, that's that's coming out of this. So, uh, you know, again, we even the teachers that are there, they don't have any say. I mean, I feel sorry for them. You know, I mean, there are some really good teachers that are out there in public schools, and we need them to stay in there. We need them to, you know, to to continue to do what they're doing. But they're so frustrated, and now we've got parents that are frustrated. And I'm just glad that one of the benefits of, you know, of having a Christian school is that you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's— Yeah, it's, and
1: it, it really raises the, the biblical um, uh, maturity and understanding of, uh, you know, of your people in the fact that, you know, not long ago, I was talking to a um, college president, and he was talking about how his entrance exam for their Bible program uh, has to, has had to be changed uh, to basically dumb it down in order for people to under you know because people are coming into college, even going wanting to go to a Christian college, with with less and less biblical literacy. Um, You know, and that you know, you could want to blame the church for that, but on the same time, I mean, if you are getting them once or twice a week at max for a couple hours, how in the world are you supposed to possibly, you know, really have a deep impact in their in their educational um, biblical knowledge?
2: Yeah, that's a good point, and and with as busy as people are in today's society, we it's it's very difficult. For the parents to take the amount of time needed to teach the children. Uh, and I, I don't, it's not an excuse. I mean, we need to do it. There's no doubt sure. about it, but we stay so busy anymore. But I mean, it's, it's, it's good to have uh, a Christian school to be able to be, you know, that, uh, that, that promotion of God, you know, yeah. from, you know, for your home. Let so, me ask
1: you, um, you know, we've talked about some of the benefits, and I know we could talk about a lot more of them, but, um, you know, not only are there benefits, but there's also sacrifices, cost associated with Christian education. Talk to our audience a little bit about, uh, about some of the real sacrifices, some of the real costs associated with it.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we were years into our uh, school before we ever got in the black. I mean, the church has uh, had helped the school, you know, um, basically each year, uh, being able to help to promote it. Of course, there's a lot of volunteering that goes into our school. Uh, our, our teachers that are here, they don't get paid, you know, a lot. They don't get paid near what they're worth. Um, you know, so it, there, there is a sacrifice that goes in. And I, uh, as a pastor, um, you know, I feel like that a pastor needs to have the burden for the school. I mean, he, he needs to he needs to. It's I've never seen a school work where, you know, a pastor said, you guys do it and I'll just step back. But it, a pastor is is involved. And, and and man, it's it's a great opportunity to be involved. You know, I mean, I've got we've got around 100 students here that I get to as a pastor go and, and be an influence on their life throughout the day whenever I can. And, uh, but it is a sacrifice time. You know, I always talk about the four but, uh, faculty, facility, uh, finance, and fatigue. You know, those, those things are, are kind of what, where you see, um, that it becomes difficult. And, and uh, take for instance, uh, you know, I talked about finance where, you know, we're doing, you know, well now as a school financially. Um, you know, some people do it for the money. Uh, we try to keep everything, You know, to where it's affordable for, you know, just, just the regular old Jared Davis with the big family to be able to, you know, to to get in and, 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 you know, have their kids come to school here. Uh, you know, but when you take a look at the facility, uh, you know, having a hundred kids here at our facility, uh, is, I mean, it's hard on our facility. And so, but there again, you know, it's, it allows for, some of the the elders in our church that that you know they're looking for something to be involved in and we got two of them that we make up a list for them hey you know what the the uh, uh somebody broke the sheetrock in this room or somebody done this or that and so it, we make up these work orders and they come and they do the and they love it you know uh but i mean it is difficult on your on your facilities and then whenever you grow we're at a point right now god's Really helped us, and, and we're at a point right now. We're just in a uh, matter of fact, I just talked here a few days ago, and it looks like we're going to be signing papers maybe this week or next week for another facility, a uh, nice facility awesome. for just our school. And so, we're really excited about that. It's actually bigger than the facility that we're in right now, and it's going to be dedicated to Lighthouse Christian Academy. And then, our facility that we're in is going to be Lighthouse Ministries, just the church. And so We're really excited about that, but that's $330,000 that's, you know, that's going to be bought from, you know, from the school. So if we lose some students, if we, there's always that chance, you know, that's, you know, that you're, you're going to have to foot the bill as the church, you know, but it's worth it, man. I'm telling you, it's worth it. And uh, so uh, faculty, yeah, I'm sorry. faculty Faculty, you know, you're trying to find people to fill in and trying to do, you know, we've got a great church. We've got a lot of people that love to help. And so that's been good for us. Uh, fatigue, uh, you know, we, some people hate, hate snow days, man, we take them in, you know, we, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we love our snow days. So, you know, it's times to rest. You just got to find places, but you know, the ministries like that, and you guys know that the ministries like that, you have your times where it's really busy and then you have your times where you have to be intentional and spend time with family and, and be very scheduled and, and everything. So it is a sacrifice, uh, but it is definitely worth the sacrifice.
1: Talk talk to uh maybe the parent uh who's listening who uh you know, you think about from their aspect also sacrificing uh, you know, the the cost associated with it, the um, you know the the extra things that are involved in in Christian education, and I understand that you know there are limiting factors. Not everybody can do that, but for the person who is kind of on the fence and they recognize that it's going to be a huge sacrifice for them to do Christian education, talk talk to that person.
2: Yeah, I mean it is it, it can get costly. Uh, you know, I mean you don't have the government help. You know, in a in a Christian school that you get, you know, from a public school, it's a sacrifice, just like it's a sacrifice to, you know, send, you know, to, to a youth camp or, you know, anything like that. It costs, um, you know, you're talking tuition uh, and curriculum and, you know, so just just from from our school. Uh, and, you know, it, it really is across. It's, it, it starts around where we're at because we're pretty low on our prices so that, you know, like I said, normal people can come. You don't have to have a lot of money. Um, but it can get, it can get really expensive. Uh, but like our school, we're right now at around $180 a month to send the child. And then you get a break for each child and the fourth child, you know, comes, uh, just, you know, paying the curriculum side of that. Uh, so, so, I mean, it, it is a sacrifice. The 180 a month is a sacrifice. Then you have, you know, of course your, your clothes and your, you know, all that that you got to take care of, uh, you know, field trips. A lot of times we'll ask for help on field trips. Um, and then once, once a quarter, everybody kind of comes in and donates a little bit of, uh, of food, you know, brings in some different items. So that way we can sell lunches on, on, uh, on Thursdays to help pay for things. So uh, we also have basketball uh, uh, volleyball and starting golf this year. And uh, so all of those things, whereas in it would be, you know, it would be free, you know, to, to go through a public school. It costs, you know, to be able to, because, you know, somebody's got to pay for that, you know? So those are some costs that, uh, you know, that, that come to mind, you know?
1: Yeah. And you know something I just want to say here, and I, I want to say it with a, a spirit of um, uh, you know generosity, kindness. Uh, I know everybody is in different situations, and for some people, Christian education is just it's just not an option for them. I mean, they just right. don't have that as as something that they can do. And I right. get that, and right. I totally understand that position. But you know, I think for um, for many. Christians, parents, um, to to think about what are you willing to sacrifice in order for the priority of your children's education. I think is something that that really needs to be uh, really needs to be prayed over. And yeah. if that means you don't get a new car and you don't have that five hundred dollar a month payment, if that means that you don't. Uh, you know, maybe live in the nicest neighborhood or you don't have you know whatever you know frankly, you know your kid doesn't care what kind of car you drive right yeah. uh, and when they when they're twenty five they're not gonna be in you know seeking counseling over you know the the neighborhood you lived in, probably yeah. they're probably gonna be it's going to be different things entirely than that. And just, you know, to the parent out there who is, you know, in this, this position where, you know, they probably could, but it would cost them a lot. It would sacrifice, they would require a lot of sacrifice for them. I just want to encourage them that, you know, God has given you something that is far, you know, the most valuable thing that you could possibly have in, in a child. And, and you know, be willing to sacrifice, and you know, don't get caught in the trap of the American dream and sacrifice yeah. your kids in the process. Man, that mm. that just yeah. uh, when I see that, that just c- parents that that could s- sacrifice could send their kids to a Christian education, but they're chasing some you know material things. My heart just breaks for that kid, yeah, and so. so to the to the parent uh, that. I just want to encourage you to, to pray about that, to pray about yeah. what sacrifices you could make that would make that a reality for the education of your child. Yeah, so good.
0: Pastor Jared, I have a three-part question. It's kind of a big one. But what role does the Christian parent have in education? what role does the child have in choosing their education and then what responsibility should that local church have in the education process they're they're, they're one and the same the church and the school so all those different um, scenarios there what would you have to say about the parent the child and the church
2: so i mean you know parents the bible tells us that you know we already said train up a child in the way he should go um i we do a lot of teaching on family at our church and you know, one of the things that I try to push across is, you know, get, get a vision. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. So we always, I've, I've heard this taught, you know, uh, with the word train. I mean, we, we always talk about train or we always focus on the last part of the verse where it says, you know, uh, when they're old, they won't depart from it. But if you take a look at that middle part right there, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And I referred to it at the beginning, but in the way, there is a way. And I believe that parents have to be intentional in getting a vision for w- where they want their, their kids to be and what they want their kids to be like. Um, Mark Batterson has some good books that, that, you know, have helped me in uh, you know, doing things like a family constitution and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, try, trying to get up, you know, some different things that are, that are intentional where my kids are looking at, you know, this is what, this is what we are as the Jared Davis family. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And then once you have that vision of this is what I want from my children, this is, this is who I want them to be. You know, I want them to be, uh, I want them to be people of purity. Uh, I want them to be, you know, godly. You know, I I want them to to have uh, integrity You know, I I want them to uh, to worship. You know, I want them to all of these things that matter. You know, that we want from our children. Then, once we have that vision for them, then we can see. You know, how does Christian how does Christian education tie into that? You know, how does it how does it tie into that? So, whenever you whenever you're asking the question, what role does the the Christian parent have in education? I would say that that Christian parent is the number one educator of mm-hmm. that child right uh, you know there's no there's no getting around that it's too biblical for us to say you know it's not uh, so for us to use things like preventive maintenance you know where we're coming in and we've got a plan you know before they're ever tempted with you know with uh what type of movies that they're watching or what type of music that they're listening to, or, you know, what, what they're going to do as far as purity, whenever that's uh, drugs and alcohol, all of that to basically have taught them and trained them and educated them before they ever get to that point to where it's not a question. They already know, you know, uh, we deal with a lot of unbelief right now, right now. That's a problem in our church uh, in, in general. I'm not just talking about us, but in general, Basically saying, well, I don't really know if God's real or not. And and I can tell you, yes, the church needs to teach that. But really, the load of that should be on the parents. You know, what are we, number one, what are we teaching them as far as, you know, uh, uh, apologetics? You know, taking the time and teaching them. If you don't know it, then learn it. You know, and and then secondly, teaching them by by our testimony. Did Did you know that the number one reason... Why that, why, why the teenagers are leaving the church uh, today is because of hypocrisy at home. Mm. That's the number one reason why that they're leaving the church today. And so that's apparent. That's, that's one way at church and another way whenever they get home, another way when they do business, you know, another way when they're, you know, dealing with people outside of the church. So it's, it's vital for us to understand that that, the parents have the main role, and that's the reason why that I say that Christian education, as far as a school goes, is 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 a an extension of the family.
1: Uh, that's such an important point uh, that you're bringing out there, and I think that's something that just want to hit on real quickly is to to notice the fact that you know whether you send your child to public school, to Christian school, to you know whether homeschool, whatever the the case might be, that the Christian parent has a responsibility. That God has placed upon them to be the one who is responsible and is, uh, you know, taking ownership of the education of their children, and so uh, the the parent can't just throw off that responsibility to, you know, the public school, the Christian school, or whatever. You know that they have that responsibility, and it's a heavy responsibility. It's a hard responsibility. it It, It is so much easier to. Well, I just throw it off. Um, you know, I'll let, I'll let the school, you know, take care of that. Um, but you know, that's a responsibility that as God has put in your life, and I I firmly believe that we as parents are going to stand before God and give an account on that. And mm-hmm. if that doesn't put a little bit of fear in you, you don't understand what I just said, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like that that weightiness of that should cause us. To To really take seriously our role as Christian educators, as parents, regardless of where your kid goes to school, that as parents we are Christian educators. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's a great point you bring up.
2: So l- listen to this. While, while we're on this, this is something I taught you a while back. How do kids come to church or come to Christ? Um, I can't remember who who the man was that that, uh, that said this, but one of the biggest mistakes I've ever seen among those who have a heart for the lost is that they don't see the children in their own church as lost. Mm.
1: Mm. Wow.
2: Think about that.
0: Yeah, All right? that's good. Uh,
2: so a- a- every Sunday school class, every church, I mean, uh, kids church, you know, everything you, you got to know those kids don't start out saved. And sure. we have a responsibility, right. and, and I'm kind of getting into the last part here of the church, you know. But but we have a responsibility as parents to, to to realize that our children aren't saved, and we have to get them to Christ. And then you know we can't light the fire; only God can do that. And really, that's kind of a uh, a weight off of my shoulders whenever I think, okay, God loves them; He's going to be trying to. You know, right. trying to light yes. that fire and get them safe. But I yes. need to do what I can to to provide the tender and the and the kindling and the, the fuel to be able to to when he's ready to have it available to where they they're able to do Christianity, uh, you know, in the way that God's designed them to do. But, you know, what what a what, what a statement, man. One of our biggest problems, those that have a heart for loss is not realizing that our own children. And our, our own kids in our own church, uh, they're lost and yeah. and they're depending on us, you know, to share that with them.
1: Yeah. And I think you, you I mean, you, you see that bear out in the fact that, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, young people, 18 after they graduate, um, you know, they they go off to secular community college or to university or wherever and they. They never really had it, um, you know, mm-hmm. and they never really had a firm foundation because, uh, you know, regardless of where they were getting educated from, perhaps that their, you know, the Christian education at home was not was not giving them that firm foundation. Right. And um, you know, I I firmly believe that if you can, as a parent, you know, as you are working in unity with the the Spirit of God, you know that. That you can provide a, a firm foundation for your kids that, uh, whether they go to public school or Christian school or wherever, that can enable them to stand uh, you know, in this day and hour that we're living in that is marked by so much wickedness and ungodliness.
2: Yeah, but listen to this, man. Two-thirds of Christians – we're talking about the, the educational age here before they leave the house, okay – Two-thirds of Christians came to faith before the age of eighteen. Forty-three mm. percent came to Christ before the age of twelve. Forty-three percent before the age of twelve. Less than a quarter of current believers came to Christ after the age of twenty one. Mm. You know, it's th- this time that we have our children of vital. Half of, of children who came to Christ are led by their parents. mm mm-hmm. Right, Twenty four percent of of of, uh, of other family or, or came to, to Christ by other family members. So that, you know, parenting is vital. I mean, it's so important. Statistically, it, the, the numbers go way down whenever the parents and, and listen to what I'm saying, because this is vital. They're not active members of their church. I'm not talking about just going to church but when they're not active members of their church. So, so what do we teach as parents? Uh, LifeWay research uh, found common themes among parents who successfully passed on the faith of their children. Such parents were typically involved in the following activities. Reading the Bible several times a week. Taking part in a service uh, project or church mission trip as a family. Sharing their faith with unbelievers, encouraging teenagers to serve in church, asking forgiveness when they messed up as parents. Mm. We, we could do a whole other podcast on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All <laughs> right. So one. encouraging their children's unique talents and interests. Remember, as a parent, it is our job to discover, develop and deliver the gifts of our children.
1: Mm, that's I'm good
2: about that. We we have to help them to discover, develop, and deliver their gifts. Uh, so uh, some uh, uh, three more things: taking annual family vacations, so spending quality time, attending churches with teaching that emphasized what the Bible says, and then the last one here is teaching their children to tithe. Mm. So those are those are things that Lifeway research shows that that when parents done these things they had they they were successful with their children.
1: Mm. That's powerful uh principles there laid out for us to to recognize that you know as we've kind of talked about a little bit already that you know we have a part to play in this that obviously God has a part to play and the child has a part to play in it they have yeah. their own will but mm. that as as leaders of our home and as people that are uh, called by God to direct and guide our children, that we have a a, a unique uh, responsibility to to lead them in the paths of righteousness and to uh, to to guide them. That's that's so good. Thank you for that. Um, in conclusion, uh, what would your appeal to the, be to the person listening about prayerfully considering Christian education?
2: Uh, I would say evaluate your current situation you know, take a look and see, you know, where, where you're at. Uh, are you homeschooling? Are you, are you, um, by the way, all homeschoolers, uh, I think that they're going to have a special place in heaven where God is just really, I mean, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> My wife and I, we, we homeschool, <laughs> we have two kindergartners who are four and a first grader. Uh, so yeah, uh, we, we receive that blessing.
2: Yes. Yes. And I pray it on you, my friend. Yeah. But I, you know, homeschooling, I love homeschooling and, you know, it's, it, it is a biblical model. Uh, I'm reminded of a story that I heard of, um, of a, a a rabbi. They said back in the Jewish, you know, back in, in Hebrew history that, that they would come into, into school. I can't remember what the age was at six or eight, somewhere around in there where they would start school and then they would take it to uh, I think it was like 10 or 12. And then if they if if the rabbi chose them or whatever, they would continue educating with them. But whenever they first came in, they would give them a slate. And then on that slate, they would they would take um, they would pass out a slate that they would write with, you know, and then the and then the writing utensil. And then they would they would take honey and they would put honey on top of each one of their slates. And the uh, now you got to understand honey. You know, back then was like a Snickers bar today. They didn't have yeah, Snickers yeah. back then. You know, what I mean, it was looked at as you know a treat like to, them to get something like that, and uh, so it was like their favorite candy bar. You know, so it was handed out to him, and then and then what they would do is they would write scripture, you know, on on the the slate and memorize it, and they would basically memorize you know the first five books of the Bible, and um, so by doing that though they would put that put that honey on there. And then the rabbi would get up and he would say, look, I want you to lick every bit of that honey off right now. And they would start licking that honey off. And he would begin to explain to them what you're fixing to learn is going to be like your favorite candy bar. You know what you're fixing to learn is going to, so that I think that's uh, you know, I, I think that's something with our Christian education, you know, that we try to, that we try to promote from the home out. So, uh, again, no, I'm, I'm kind of getting off track, but evaluate your situation, see where you're at and then look at options. There's a lot of different Christian education options now. Uh, you know, there there's online options. We actually have an online school. There are other great online schools. Uh, if you want to teach from home and have a home school, but, you know, have have help. Uh, you know, there are different ways that you can that you can do that now. Uh, you know, different Christian schools around around your area. And then also there are homeschool groups that you can, that you can join as well. We've got a homeschool group uh, just right down about three miles from us that, that meet in uh, the Christian church and uh, man, they've got, they've got a good thing going there. And uh, so look at the options. You may find that the option that fits you may not be as expensive or may not be something that you can't do. Um, and then, and then I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves and, and, and say, you know do do I need do, does my children need that need my help in this area? Can I provide them something and uh, and then and then I think to talk with your your leadership you know at, at your church and you know one of the things uh, you know uh, one of the things that was asked was you know how can a church, what is the church's you know job, the local church? And, uh, you know, of course, biblical doctrine, social support, teammates, mentors, those types of things. But also we have people that their church uh, pays for that student to come to our school. And so that could be something that, you know, or and in our church, we have about probably four or five people each year that look to help somebody. And they will they'll pay for somebody to go through school. Some of you even have even have kids in school. And, uh, you know, they'll come to me at the beginning of school and say, hey, who's struggling right now? Uh, you know, we want to take care of their of their school bill for the year. Um, you know, so it's a big investment, but it's an eternal investment. And, man, I'm telling you, I'm I, I, you know, the Bible says it's better. Uh, or you're more blessed to give than to receive, to be able to know that that person is getting a, an education by a donation that, you know, that you've given is really, you know, really awesome. Yeah, it is. So uh, evaluate yourself, look at options, talk to your leadership and, 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 you know, consider just consider it and, uh, and see if it's something that you can do.
0: Pastor Jared, if someone would like to get In contact with you, whether it's a church or just an individual, what would be the best way that they can do that?
2: Uh, You can call our school office at 417 776 3123 and just talk to one of the office workers there and give them your information and we'll set up a conference call. Uh, Or you can email me at Jared Davis, J E R I D D A V I S 81 at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get back with you as soon as I I can.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for this information. I believe it's going to be very helpful and encouraging and challenging uh, to our listeners, and uh, man, we pray God's blessing upon you, your family, your church, the school, all that God is doing in your life and ministry, and uh, we really appreciate you being on the podcast today.
2: Thank you, Dr. Tim. And I, I'll i say this. I, I want to end with this. One man said control of children is control of the future. The investment that we make in our children uh, is, is one of the greatest investments that we can make.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and writing a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. The show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.